cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Welcomen to Bend It Like Beckett, Bilbos e Bilbas. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. Oh, you got to bring the energy. Brian Fleischer. There we go. Bring in the energy because it's time for the knockout rounds. I mean... In a couple days. In a couple days. The group stages have finished. It is over. Symphony. What? I said they're over, yes. <laughs> they are over. Um, and they were exciting. And even though at the end of the day, many of our predictions were correct, I think we both missed four total. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through that. For the most part, the teams that we expected to get through got through. Obviously, Not necessarily in the correct order, but right. they did, yes. And with massive exceptions like Germany. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even Argentina, which barely made it out, mm-hmm. made it through. Although I didn't predict that, but, uh, you know, I was just having fun. We're just having fun here. Yeah. But, you know, that that's one of the interesting things about the World Cup is at the end of the day, usually the, what do they say, the cream rises to the top. The best teams make it through. I don't think they say that just about the World Cup. No, I think they say a, that it's just in general. specifically World Cup <laughs> They phrase. only say that every four years. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> never used any other time. But the point is, it's kind of like the NCAA tournament where there's a ton of upsets in the first two, three rounds. Really just first two rounds. Yeah. By the end, North Carolina is going to win or yes. whatever it is. So yeah. that could happen. I mean, but there's with the way the bracket is laid out, there's still a lot of other possibilities. I'm going to say, and maybe this is the case in, in previous World Cups, but these last matches, for the most part, not as exciting as the first two. I mean, we had some games. I mean, you mean the, just, to just just in general, they, they they're either they're either two teams that are out, or one team that is is resting all their players, which is understandable. Or you know, you've got a game like Tunisia and Panama that you know yeah. it's still a World Cup game, but, but it's just not. There's no real with, draw with there. With some very significant exceptions to that. That's yes, true. and that's true. almost always true. true. Absolutely. Um, you know, we just finished watching the worst of the worst, which was the England, Belgium, yeah. Panama, Tunisia. Like mm-hmm. all four of those teams had their their fate sewn up, and in fact, Belgium and Tunisia or Belgium and England didn't even want to win. Yeah, because they have this idea that one side of the bracket is better than the other, which is is true. But England's reward is now to play Colombia, which is yeah, a very good very, team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, depends on if Hamas is healthy. He left the game early today. Yes. Uh, but that's a very good team. Have they reported what his injury was? He they said he they said he was shaking his foot, I, and he I, left at about the thirtieth minute, if I recall correctly. He had a calf injury, so I'm assuming that's the maybe same. shaking out You're his trying to shake out his calf. Out. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a very intriguing thing because England, the fans and and probably the players and and everyone involved are happy to get second to be on that side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. But Colombia is certainly better than Japan, who Belgium yeah. plays first now. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming both teams get out of those first games, then the bracket becomes much more difficult for Absolutely. Belgium side. So yes, yes. We'll uh, let's go through the groups and just kind of remind everyone how smart we are and what we <laughs> predicted. <laughs> 
no. So uh, Group A was the easiest one, Uruguay, Russia. Yeah. That's how it shook out, even yep. though Russia played really well to start with. Group B, uh, maybe actually even easier than the other group, but about as easy, Spain, Portugal. Yep. Iran made that very close. Yeah. Had a chance to win it, um, or at least you know to, to beat Portugal at the end. Portugal and Spain get out of the group with five points each, which is pretty much the lowest you can get out of a group with. Argentina got out with four, but yeah, five points each is not a very good showing from either one of those teams, really. Because uh, that means you only won one game and you drew yeah. two others. That's not really great, but it, it is what it is, and it gets you out of the group. I did see an interesting story to interject this real quick. Sardar Azmoun, the Iranian Messi. Yes. That's one of my favorite things in world <laughs> football, world soccer, is geographic term Messi. Yes, and we talked about this, and, we, and I don't remember his name, and I don't know if you remember the um, in the was it the ten World Cup North Korea? Yeah, was it the North Korean Rooney? I believe. Yeah, because he was a stockier guy. Yes, he yeah. was bald, stocky, and he, he scored really a lot good. of goals for North Korea. Yeah, yes. but the Jordan uh, uh, Shakiri was known as the Alpine Messi. <laughs> but anyway, the Iranian Messi, the Persian Messi. Uh, he is retired from international football at 23. I see, you know what? I saw the headline and I didn't see why. So, and I didn't even see who it was. So, so I'm he, glad you're telling he's me their, this. He's their best player. He didn't mm-hmm. score, but I saw like a stat that he won like the most aerial duels. Like he was working really hard as a, as a forward player. He just didn't get a goal. But they did really well. Yeah, I mean, way better than you would expect Iran to have done. They were expected to finish fourth, but apparently his family and his mother ha- experienced so many insults from fellow Iranians that her a serious illness of hers returned or got worse or something. Uh-huh. And he was like, this isn't worth it. I'm not doing this anymore. So he's retired from international football or just... International. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I saw that the headline was like, 23-year-old star retires for sad reason or something something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, which you know, could, could be anything. But that was interesting because I'm just like, you guys should be pumped, one, to be in the World Cup, yeah. two... To have a good young player and three, to, they were a win against Portugal, a game they lost only one zero, I believe, away from getting out of the group. So anyway, yeah, uh, people so are ridiculous. Willie Caballero also uh, saw a headline that he his family uh, faced insults and threats after his uh, blunder. That's significantly more understandable, I guess, because yeah. Asmund played pretty well. <laughs> For a team that wasn't favored, Caballero handed lost a the entire <laughs> World Cup. Um, <laughs> so you know, I'm not saying don't don't take that as me saying that he should have been threatened, but I get it a little bit more. <laughs> the next group, this is this is where uh, this is the first miss. Yes, uh, France, Denmark get out of the group in that order. You picked Peru. I did. Peru ended up with a pretty disappointing showing. Yeah, they did finally get some goals in a in a two nil victory over mm. um, Australia. Um, we got a goal for uh, El Capi. Paulo Guerrero. Paulo Guerrero. 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 Yes, he did get a goal. He was emotional, it looked like, when he when he got a goal. Um, but yeah, I was happy to finally see them at least do something. Yeah, it's really interesting just the difference of like that game, if they had played Australia first and gotten a win to start mm-hmm. with, how different is a World Cup? But yeah. they played Denmark first, blew some chances, missed yep. a penalty, and then suddenly they're already down a game. Now they have to play France. Well, that's automatically a loss pretty yep. much. And then they get to play Australia. Well, yeah. they finally win, but... That Denmark game first is what, what killed them. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate to put it all on the penalty at the end of that first half, but it's it tough. didn't it, it, it set 
the tone for the rest of the tournament, unfortunately, for Peru. And Group D, the craziest, the craziest mm-hmm. group. And we, we said it was a group of death. I don't think we thought it would end up the way it was, <laughs> just how topsy-turvy it was. Croatia comes out of the group of death winning all three games, yeah, which is really impressive for them. Argentina... And, and, and doing it in a... Per, in, in a um, impressive manner, too. Seven goals, yeah, and only give up one mm-hmm. in that group with Argentina and Nigeria and Iceland. And the only goal was a penalty. Yeah, that that was it pretty was really impressive. pretty impressive. And, and so that was where the last game of group play is actually really fun because mm-hmm. all four teams, well, Croatia had it sewn up, but three teams had a chance to get get that second spot, depending on how different things fell. Uh, Iceland, if they had beaten Croatia and uh, Argentina had beaten Nigeria, Iceland goes through on goal differential most likely. Nigeria, if they had beaten Argentina, they go through automatically. Yeah. And then Argentina has to win. Uh, and With a tie, make... Nigeria goes through too as right, well, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so Argentina has to win and Iceland needs to lose um, or the goal differential needs to fall in their favor. You know, just for an example, all three of these teams ended up with negative goal differentials. Yeah. So that's what we were dealing with with this group. Iceland fights really hard. They just could not get force a goal through. Then Croatia scores. Then Argentina, Messi with a beautiful mm-hmm. goal, finally gets on the score sheet, finally shows who he is, that he is yeah. Messi. Yeah. But then Argentina gets one back. I don't remember they, how. Or you mean, um, uh, Nigeria got one back on a Mascherano penalty. That's right. Where on a corner, I believe, they decided to call the tackle in the box on Mascherano where they're called, I mean it, it, there were worse ones where you know I think it was it were we talking about uh was it Harry Kane who was getting like they did tackled, call that one, but yeah but there were ones where there were some that where it looked like the guy was about to we keep using the, the phrase the American football tackle in the box <laughs> um but to call it and it wasn't even a VAR I mean the the referee he called oh, he it, just called he it he yeah. called it um and it it was Okay, by the letter of the law, okay, but they let worse if go you, through. If you watch the Premier League as much as we do, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think VAR plays a huge role in calling those because they could be reviewed and because when you see a replay of it, you're like, that's an obvious penalty. Yeah. But if there's no VAR, I think a lot of refs are afraid to try to pick sides because it's usually double wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, both both sides are wrestling. So that's what happened. Nigeria gets a goal back. Now it's tied. Now Iceland still has a chance to go through if they beat Croatia. They get a goal back, or did they already give? Yeah, so they tie it. Yes. But Iceland has to win. Yes. And Argentina and Nigeria is also tied. And almost at the same time, Nigeria or, or uh, almost at the same time, Argentina gets a goal on a volley from Marcus Rojo, who had just almost given up a penalty on a handball. He did. Yes. That what, was somehow that a handball? wasn't given. I mean. It's the same penalty I saw called in another game, yeah. off the head, onto the arm, yeah. in the box. I, yeah, I, th- I, I, I think it's a. I thought it was a penalty too. But it's wishy. I mean, it's it's fifty fifty. But I've seen it called. I've seen it, it not goes called. Head to hand. That's a tough one. But he yeah. almost gives that away, and then only a few minutes later scores the goal that puts Argentina through. Iceland exhausted turns the ball over, and Perisic rips one in the back of the net. Now Croatia wins again. Argentina wins, gets through Diego Maradona, almost flips dies. Everyone <laughs> off, flips everyone off in the crowd, and then almost dies of like <laughs> low blood sugar, low blood pressure, or something or other. Yeah, yeah. So that was just insane. That was as much as I wanted Iceland to win, and and all of that, and you know, putting that aside, that was the best group game 
confluence of events. Yeah. All the things happening at the same time, the reason these games are played at the same time, yeah, all happened there. That yeah. was amazing. That's why the World Cup is great. Yeah. And then, so that's one I missed. So then we get to Group E. I believe we both missed Switzerland. We did. So Brazil wins the group as expected, but much, much, much more difficult than yeah. we thought it would be. Switzerland has been very, very impressive. The, the win against Serbia proves to be key as they go through with five points, Serbia with three points. Uh, their win against Costa Rica was the only points they ended up getting, but they fought really hard in every game. Costa Rica, very disappointingly, ends up with only one point, and that point came very, very late against <laughs> Switzerland, which didn't end up mattering for either team, but that was a little little wild yeah. with the penalty that goes off the bar and off the Swiss goalie's head or back and back yeah. into the goal. So that was pretty fun, but that ended up, Close to what most people would expect, but I, we picked Serbia over yeah, Switzerland. We did. It ends up being the opposite. Group F. Uh, this was another this, exciting one. This was the upset of the tournament. I mean, this was nobody thought Germany was not going to get out of the group. No, they never no, have. No, not since well, they said 1938. Did I see that? Yeah. So that was actually from what I heard. Heard the first tournament they were ever in. Okay. And they did not get out of what was there wasn't group play, but they didn't get out of the first round. Okay, okay. And then ever since they were banned by from the next World Cup, uh-huh. as you might imagine. Yes. Um, well, there wasn't one in forty two or forty six. They were banned from the fifty World Cup, okay. I believe, if that's how it lined up, fifty two or something. Yeah. Anyway, when they were finally allowed back in, they haven't missed uh, lost in the first round or the failed to get stage. out of group play yeah. since. So this is a shocking thing. And the curse lives on. Yes, the curse of the former champion not getting out mm-hmm. of the of the group stage. I think four out of the last five is what I saw. Right. And the only one that did was Brazil in 0-2, mm-hmm. and they lost in the next round. So there's something to be said about the sort of championship hangover, even though it's four years later. I don't know what it is, if it's expectations, if it's a lack of sort of desperation because most of these guys have already done it yeah but it it works it happens it's it's a real thing um i mean really italy still hasn't recovered from the 06 they they obviously have totally different players now but in 2010 they did not play well they didn't get out of group yeah the euros i don't remember them doing anything in, in between there um when they still had that core group and now they even make the world cup this year so yeah it's it's a a generation-defining thing. You get it one time, basically. Nobody wins it back-to-back anymore. No. So that's that's the uh, big, big deal with you know the golden generations of these countries like Belgium and stuff like that. If you don't do it now... Ask England. Ask England 50-something <laughs> years later. <laughs> so Mexico anyway, getting spanked. Yeah, so, so to sum this up, they go into the final day. South Korea is the only team that doesn't have a chance to advance. Germany has three points. Mexico already has six, and Sweden has three. Um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So Sweden needs to win to go through, but they a draw might help. But they need to win because they lost to Germany. Germany needs to win or draw. Mexico just, just needs sort of needs to survive, but they still could have lost. They could this have lost could have by one goal, maybe two, and I think that would have put them even mm-hmm. in the other game. It would have gone to... Um, uh, fair play, right. tiebreaker. But the way it shook out, Mexico did the worst possible thing oh they could gosh. have done. Sweden puts three on Mexico, which Sweden does not score that many goals. It was All in the second half, too. Incredibly impressive. So Sweden's up 3-0. Now Mexico 
after winning the first two games, could have been eliminated if Germany had won. It would have been the one of the the very rare two win I teams think, that get eliminated. I don't know. Has that ever happened? I mean, as I told a friend, outside of my son's uh, U nine <laughs> soccer tournament, where he was the odd man out in a in a four team group where they they won two games but did not qualify to the knockout round. No, I've never. I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't think it's happened in the World Cup. At the World Cup. It didn't happen this time because South Korea pulls off the win against Germany. Germany just had to beat South Korea or at least draw to have a chance, and they couldn't do any of that. Yeah, it it was really disappointing. They are out. But Yogi Love still has a job, and uh, he's going to keep his job, apparently. uh, It seems like a. I don't know. They, they, I don't know what to say about that. The German FA said that it was. there's no one better to lead this transition period. The guy who didn't bring Leroy Sané. Sané. You think they? Um, I think they needed goals. They scored two. They could probably use someone who put up what eighteen goals in the yeah, Premier League. Twenty ten years. goals, fifteen assists, oh, 10 and twenty-eight games. Oh, okay, I knew there was a twenty somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's twenty-five goals he contributed to yeah. in twenty-eight games, and they didn't bring him along, and they needed an attacker. Julian Brandt hit the post. He hit though. the post. So there you go. Whatever. Group G shook out exactly like we thought it would at the end of the day. Belgium Mm -hmm. wins it. England gets second. England obviously impressed in their two games against the lesser competition. By the time they played Belgium, it didn't matter. Both teams were the same. Yep. And today's game was decided. uh, Sorry. Today's game was decided via a Adnan Januzai. Januzai? Januzai. A beautiful goal. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Neither team wanted to win. We, We had this discussion. What is your feeling about how Marcus Rashford played today? It looked like he was trying to not be good, like on purpose. Like he had a few, there were there were two or three where he was not in alone with the keeper, but he just looked like he was trying to, there was one he was trying to bend it around the defender, around the keeper, and he just like, oh man, and it wasn't even close. It looks like he almost just like kicked it to the corner flag and like, oh man, sorry about that, wink, wink. <laughs> we felt the, we, we, I felt the same way and th- completely independently. Yes. You, I thought, it really looks like he is at the last second just putting it wide. Yeah, like, like I'm doing all the work to get here to look like I'm really putting yeah. in a lot of effort and I'm working hard and then, oh man, I slipped. Yeah, he was making good runs and it was almost like he had decided... If I'm going to score, it's going to be spectacular. Like, yeah. in this situation, I, the only way I'm going to score is if I curl this yes. upper 90 around the keeper. There's other options, but this is what I'm going to do. So if I score, it's going to be one for the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And they were going wide. They were going, you know, like he could have put it, played in Vardy one time. I mean, it was very interesting. I, I, listen, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good enough to make those decisions on the, on the pitch. But it did look like, and he it was, was funny doing that. that we both we were watching the game separately, and I came over and said that, and you said you thought the same thing. Oh yeah, I was going to tell you that the first time. <laughs> I was like, "Is Rashford trying to miss these shots?" Um, so that that group, like we said, ended up like we thought it would, and then the final group, big surprise, Japan goes through. Yep, Poland gets last. Unfortunately, our favorite team, everyone's favorite team, uh, Senegal, Senegal, crashes out. On yellow cards, yeah, they had a, a uh, penalty um, overturned by VAR. I believe it was in the first half. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Did you see this? Where the referee called a penalty on the field, you know, during the run of play, um, and 
you know, got the buzz in his ear or on his wrist or whatever, and then took a look at it and pretty quickly decided, no, it was a bad call on the field. It was not a penalty. It was hard to see in full speed because when I, when I saw the tackle, it looked like a foul in the box. But if you look on it, if you look at it um, on replay, the defender did get his foot in and his heel hit the ball first, and then he took out the player which isn't always the uh the deciding factor but it was this it was time. pretty it was a pretty quick review it yeah. was almost and the senegalese manager did not uh complain much so maybe our he's, favorite manager Ali he Ucise. did very very animated um played a great style i love the 424 formation i'm just i'm really sad to see senegal out yeah colombia goes through as the group winners they will play england where uh, Belgium will play Japan. So like we said, you know, Belgium, England, we're trying to get the easier side of the bracket, and we'll break down the bracket now to explain that. But the first game for both teams will both teams, Belgium does play the easier team in Japan. England plays a harder team in Colombia. Mm-hmm. That worked out as far as how it's supposed to go one, one playing two. But the sides of the bracket is where it gets very, very um, interesting. Yeah. So, do you want to go to Hobby Talk? You got some hobby news, and then we'll break down the knockout round. Sure. Let's talk a little hobby. Great. So, Thank you, Brian. All right. Do you like this book? I don't. Please stop. Okay. <laughs> so, as we talked about, um, I believe in, in one of the first episodes, Panini Instant, um, Panini's program where they create cards in an instant. And sell them on a is on that their where the name comes from on their website. Well, kind of. It, it, it highlights an event um, of the day. Uh, yeah, I know. I was so yes, so that's where it probably comes from. So of course, not surprisingly, they decided to do this for the World Cup, and we talked about the thirty-two card set that they put out, one player for each team. Um, the singles, so they, they, in addition to the 32 teams, they started as group play started to, to progress. They started producing cards um, for different events that happened. For example, um, you've got uh, card number 34 is Jose Jimenez for Uruguay. His late header delivers a win on June 15th against Egypt. Um, a golf, or Diego Costa had a card for his, his, uh, his brace against Portugal. Um, so they've got up to, let me see, how many cards have they produced so far? 118 cards so far, including the 32 Just cards. Just this World Cup. Yes, the 32 card set, the first 32 in the set um, were that initial one card for each team. Um, the most recent one is uh, Lionel Messi called Messi Hits the Mark in a must-win match. That was from yesterday. So there, do they have a Diego Maradona <laughs> flips the bird? Flips to the bird. That would be that. I might be a buyer of that card. Yeah. So they are um, nine ninety nine uh, each, and they are available on Panini's website. Do these cards expire? Like that, you can only get them for a certain amount of time. Yes, they they usually they generally offer them um, for a twenty four hour period, and then they're gone. So so you can't get the Costa one or anything anymore. From Panini? Oh no, you cannot. No, no, yeah. no, no. That is no longer. But you if can someone no longer, has it, you if someone, buy yes, it. that's where you'll find them on the secondary market mm-hmm. after they are redeemed or after they are printed and sent out to collectors. They will certainly show up on the secondary market. In fact, um, Pulisic, Christian Pulisic, one of his first cards was a Panini instant from 
Um, I believe it was Copa America Centenario. Okay. Um, and it was a, quite an expensive card because it was one of his first cards created. Um, now, in addition, they did some autograph versions. Um, oh, Panini Instant cards? Yes, they wow, did. Wow, that's really impressive. Um, including Jose Jimenez, which I just talked about, Cristiano Ronaldo, Hirving Lozano. I don't think you pronounced it. Irving. 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 Chucky. Yes. El Chucky. Coutinho. Did he sign it? El Chucky. I don't know. It'd be awesome if he did. Uh, Coutinho, uh, Luis Suarez, Christian Eriksen, Harry Kane, Ari Kane, uh, Ensign Cavani, and Lionel Messi. So does Harry Kane, when he signs it, does he draw like the full England flag and write the whole, <laughs> all the lines of uh, you God, know, save God save the queen? The queen and <laughs> he is the most English human ever. Yeah, he's patriotic. Those are the words I forgot to include when I was talking about that Sun article. It was polite and patriotic with the <laughs> other two words to describe him. He's like, uh, who do we always say? Bastian Schweinsteiger is the most German <laughs> German player. Harry Kane is the most English English player. Yeah, that's maybe exactly of all right. time. He's the Bastian Schweinsteiger of England. That's an amazing description. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, we're going to roll and, with that. Hey, listen, Germany missed the, the steel of Schweinsteiger they back did. there. Pushing him along, you know, getting him through the tough times. Yeah. You gotta have it. You know, Tony Cruz is extremely German, but he yeah. doesn't have the exciting German name. He does not. Do you know what Schweinsteiger means? I do not. Pig climber. Anyway, does it? So, does it really? I mean, yes. Okay. Well, w- one more quick hobby hit before we we move on to the bracket here. Um, Panini just announced today, as they have done in more recent World Cups, they do an update sticker set. The Panini World Cup sticker album is, of course, wildly popular all over the world. Um, we talked about those those stickers, and that checklist is produced months and months in advance. Right. So they're not always 100% correct. So what never. they They're never. Because it's impossible. It is impossible. Injury, correct. Uh, ridiculous omissions like Leroy Sané. Correct. Things like that. Yeah, so they produce a 96 card update set um, for players that they did not include originally. 96? 96 stickers. Wow. You can purchase on their website for $14.99. Um, they have such stars as Maxi Gomez, who they left off. Um, I'm uh, sorry. You mean Mario Gomez? Uruguay. This is Uruguay. Oh, Maxi Gomez. Uruguay. 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 Okay, I was like... So, Thorgan Hazard from Belgium. Oh, yeah. He played today? Um, he did. Ruben Loftus-Cheek from England. Borja from Colombia, uh, among others. So they, they do their best to try and um, make up for, I don't want to call them mistakes, because like we said, it's impossible to predict all 32 teams, all 23-man rosters. Um, but I think it's a nice thing that they do for collectors, that you can go out and if you want a sticker... Of a guy like Uruguay's Maxi Gomez, you can still get it. Fourteen ninety nine available now on Panini's website. Yeah, so get that. Fill out your sticker <laughs> so albums get again. That. <laughs> you know, just keep your sticker albums complete, up to date, and we'll talk about the knockout rounds. This is where it gets crazy. I will say this as a warning: your hands are up. I've got nothing. I'm I'm just stretching. Oh, he's just stretching. Sometimes the knockout rounds are a little more boring. Because teams are afraid to make mistakes, and they just push it to overtime or penalties. Is it as boring as the finish of the Japan-Poland game? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was two teams who had both like sh- 
they just shook hands and were like, yeah. "Hey, let's just pass this out. Pass this, pass this out for the last four yellow minutes." Card in Japan. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's that's sometimes a fear is because in the first two group games, there's kind of a feeling of like, "Let's just go for it." Yeah. Knockout rounds. We're already here. We can't. We don't want to be. The, no one wants to be the person that loses it. So there's a lot of of timidity sometimes. Is timidity a word? Yes. That's not even a question. Timidity. Yes. I mean, I get what it. What your timidness. You get what I'm saying because I'm using a word that has a, like that's a real word. All right, let's move on. Let's not bog down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway. So speaking of boring, Uruguay. Why do you keep kicking Actually, Uruguay? Actually, technically, we'll talk about France Argentina, which is a much better game, and that's at nine Central on Saturday. Yep. So that's the first game of the knockout rounds. That's big because. One, I predicted France to win the World Cup. France mm-hmm. is really good and has looked very good. Argentina has looked bad, but is sort of, you could say, has the momentum, the feeling that... You see, Sampaoli did not celebrate much with his... Or not at all, at least on the field, with his really? with his players. He was... I mean, he was happy, you could tell, but he immediately went down the tunnel. He's got business. It's a business trip. He's, uh, he's, he went to I watch guess. film on Maybe France. Maybe has nothing to do with the the, the, the reported coup of the yeah. Argentine players. But, but anyway, whatever. so that's a big game because, one, a lot of people predicted Argentina to make the final or win the World Cup, mm-hmm. and they almost lost in the group game, but because of their struggles in the group, now they have to play one of the favorites Yeah, it's gonna in be the first knockout really, round. Really, really difficult challenge for mm-hmm. them. I, I don't think they have enough to to stand up to France. If, Unless Messi goes crazy right. and just kind of takes over. If you are a fan of just general intrigue, though, Argentina, Lionel Messi, and Cristiano Ronaldo could play in the next round. That would be awesome. That would be extremely exciting. Now, of course, I think France will win. But... Now, I, I, I mean, I see the bracket, and I, and I, you know, if I really thought about it, I could... But now I'm really cheering for Argentina. For... Ronaldo Messi. Yes, I really want to yeah. see that. No, that that would be uh, really really exciting, um, just for the world, um, and to answer a lot of questions about mm-hmm. their legacies. Anyway, France Argentina first, then Uruguay Portugal Uruguay. As we've said, incredibly boring, but businesslike. Mm-hmm. They get the job done. Portugal, kind of meteoric, like they really exciting and then really boring and then. You know, Ronaldo scores a hat trick and then hasn't, you know, now he hasn't scored since the fourth minute of the second game. Yeah. Missed a penalty. Missed a penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's a lot there. That one, I think, is really hard to predict. I mean, obviously, France Argentina is really hard to predict, but in my opinion, there is a clear favorite. I have no clue who the favorite of the Uruguay Portugal game is. I think you go with the Ronaldo factor. When you have him on the field, you know, anything could happen. He can go off and score three goals. Um, he's too dangerous. I think it'll be close, but I'll give the edge to to Portugal just because of Ronaldo. Yeah, and and I'll take Uruguay just to be different. Different. And also because I think a lot of times the biggest beatings of the teams that are the biggest beating to watch Mm -hmm. often go way too far in the World Cup. Yes. Uh, So (laughs) I think Uruguay wins like 1-0 or 2-1 or something. Uh, And I think France beats Argentina probably pretty businesslike i think france strolls like 3-1 because mm-hmm. argentina i think yeah argentina's will, i think france gets an early goal and argentina goes ah we're done <laughs> we, we made it this far mentally we are taxed 
Maradona, and Maradona falls, Maradona falls down, like goes to sleep, takes a nap. at Salt Bay Steakhouse. Yes. He's like, I'm done with this. I gave you all I could. All my magical powers have, have uh, left me. Yes. Then we get more excitement. We I mean, do. this is going to be wild um, with the, the knockout rounds. So is the next game... Yeah, then the next game a- ends up uh, Spain-Russia, mm-hmm. which... Again, Spain should stroll to that win. They should. We saw the struggles that Russia had once they played a um, legitimate right competition was, in yeah. Uruguay, and it, 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 it looked, wasn't. It, they didn't look like a. They looked like all. Russia. What looks. we thought. They yeah, were what, what they, we thought they were. So yeah. this is the side of the bracket that's considered much easier, mm-hmm. just from a historical perspective. But this is a lot of teams that have been playing really well. Yeah. So that that should be easy though on Sunday morning for Spain and Russia. That should be easy for Spain. Then we get Croatia and Denmark. Croatia has been playing as well as anyone. Yep. Probably at, better than anyone. I, not many teams won all three games and only no. gave up one goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were in the toughest group. So you absolutely can't look at Croatia as, oh, you know, I don't know. You can't look at them as an easier team. Yeah. I think Croatia is more dangerous than Argentina has shown to be. They're more dangerous than really Portugal or Spain have played. Yeah. Um, after the way Mexico showed up against Sweden, I mean Croatia is a very t- a top tier team right now. Yeah, they are. So I think they beat Denmark, but Denmark again is a, a challenging team. They did beat Peru. <laughs> they did beat Peru. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to make you yeah. laugh. <laughs> they haven't. They have not played incredibly well, but they are a challenging team. Yeah. Uh, but I think Croatia wins that pretty easily. I as well. agree. So then. Who was it? Grant Wall predicted this matchup. He did. He did predict a lot this of people matchup. predicted this matchup, but yeah, he predicts he predicted before the the tournament Mexico to beat Brazil here. Yes, this is this would be on Monday. What do you think? I think if that happens, the Mexican fans will be even more insufferable. But <laughs> I can't I can't imagine. I mean, so what is it? They they've crashed out in this round like five straight times. Or yeah, something like that. yeah. I mean, they certainly showed in the first two games. That they're really dangerous, but that's showing. And now maybe, like you said, they they kind of in the third game they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Mexico, I'm talking about here. Right. Um, they looked pretty pedestrian in that last game. The difference between the way they looked against Germany and the way they looked against Sweden was like two different teams. Yeah. They they didn't even look. It wasn't even similar. I mean, against Germany, they looked like a well drilled, very very dangerous counterattacking team. And maybe that's because they were um, thinking of it as we're not the favorites, so we're the counterattacking team. Mm-hmm. And maybe against Sweden, they wanted to take the game to Sweden and they got caught. I'm not yeah. really sure. I, I can't prove that. Against Brazil, they obviously won't be the favorite. They will not have the most possession of the ball. They have to rely on the counterattacks and they have to execute. It's very possible they could win this game. Oh, yeah, they definitely could. It's just a matter of which Mexican team is going to show up. And I think Brazil is the same way in that which team will show up because they haven't they really did not impress no. very much. I mean their their win against Costa Rica they had to get two goals in Late. extra time. Yep, uh, they looked pretty good in their last game against Serbia, which they needed to win. But they again like they really didn't dominate. Goal came from Paulinho and Thiago Silva. Those are not their goal scorers. Yeah, those are not. I mean, no Neymar. No that Coutinho. that could have been a little worse though. The the the, the Serbian keeper had some good saves right. late um, on some Neymar attempts. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a little worse, but, um, and of course they lost Marcelo that back injury. Um, so th- that could affect them if he's going to be healthy enough to play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Brazil needs changes. I know I'm harping on this, and you'll say it's Liverpool bias, but they have to put Bobby Firmino oh in there. Oh, my gosh. Gabriel yeah. Jesus hasn't done anything at all. He's Did he not s- score? No. I thought he scored in the last no one. No goals. He's okay. blown several chances. He's not creating. I also just generally think they have to stop relying on Neymar constantly. I mean, Neymar has to have the ball so much, and they have so many good players that are not touching the ball mm-hmm. enough. Not only, I mean, you know, Coutinho has two goals, but Willian hasn't done much, but that's because the ball's always on the left side yeah. instead of, you know, mixing it up, going to Willian on the other side. Even Marcelo, if he's healthy, Marcelo's a guy that can do a ton from the left back. Yeah. But the ball's just constantly in Neymar's hands or feet. If it's in his hands, it's in his bad. hands. <laughs> that's he not should, good. He should be getting a yellow card. <laughs> Or more. Maybe he's doing a throw-in. Yeah. So then uh, the second game that day shouldn't be that exciting as far as there's a heavy favorite in Belgium over yeah. Japan. That should work out for Belgium. Hazard, Lukaku, Eden Hazard. Yeah, Lukaku. And, and Lukaku rested today. De Bruyne as well. De Bruyne, of course, rested Mertens today. As well. All their big guys rested yeah. today. So they should be well-rested and should, ready yes. to go they should against be ready Japan. To go. Um uh, who had a very strenuous last five minutes against Poland oh, to survive. I think Japan, though, is at the end of their rope as yeah. far as they've they've really stretched their luck to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, they lost their last game to get through. Just, yeah. just like Mexico, but in a different way. But Japan, they, you know, maybe they shock us all, but this is the golden generation of Belgium, and this is their one chance. So I think they take care of business Yeah, no, here. I think that's that's an easy one there. And then we, the final, what is this, the round of 16, the yes. final day starts with the game that will be the most confusing to talk about. Sweden and Switzerland? Yes. The two countries most mixed up in conversation. Especially in Spanish when we're sitting at lunch. Oh, is yeah. it Suiza and... It, Suecia is Suecia Switzerland. and Suecia? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember My what Spanish Sweden is. Bad. is. But yeah, Suecia is Switzerland. Switzerland is confusing because uh, obviously they speak... French and German and uh-huh. Italian there. Yeah. So their own identification of themselves is either Swiss or uh, Swiss, mm-hmm. or I don't actually or Albanian. Remember. Yeah, or just because <laughs> all of their players are Albanian. Uh, I think uh, Uno said he looked it up and it's like ten of the eighteen players or something. Or the twenty-three players are not uh, are just from uh, Albania or the Balkan region. Uh, but they are really good. They've impressed, and so is Sweden. It's actually almost unfortunate that these are the two teams that have to play each other because both have um, been really impressive and have upset much better teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they play each other here. I don't really know who I think is going to win. Sweden no, just know. keeps beating people. Without <laughs> Zlatan, who of course retired, but then there was some talk that he may be called back in or come out of retirement. Um, I, I read an article last weekend that one of the Swedish players, or almost all of the Swedish players, I think was the article saying, were basically saying, they were saying without saying, we feel like we're a better team without Zlatan and I think on that, the roster. I think that that is something I've kind of thought about with Brazil and Neymar. Like mm-hmm. sometimes when there's just one guy who has to be the focal point. Messi and Argentina. See, I disagree with the Messi and Argentina point because Argentina, maybe in attack, they could vary it up and and not rely on Messi as much. But I don't know. I feel like he still facilitates enough for other players and things like that. It's not just kind of the clear out and let him go to work. Yeah, I don't think it's as much the case with Argentina and Mm -hmm. Messi. I think at worst it can be. Yeah. But I think maybe with Sweden... 
with Zlatan, they have an idea that they could score, and maybe without him, they're like, we're just going to sit sit back and defend and yeah. just try to get lucky with a goal, and it's worked so far. Maybe they're too offensively confident with Zlatan. He also is not a super hard worker on defense, so maybe that's that's another reason, but they have played better without him, so there's really no argument there. So who do you think I'm going to go that? with Switzerland. I, I have no reason why other than we're going to go with Xhaka and Shakiri. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking the same thing. I'll take Sweden just to be different than you, but I think Switzerland's a, a better team. But Sweden has been very difficult to break down. Yeah. The only loss they have came on that last, last, last second cruise curler. Mm-hmm. Amazing goal. So I'll take them. All right. Last game. Is football coming home? Football is coming home to England. So you're taking England over Colombia? No, I'm not. Well, it depends. You know what? It depends. If James plays, who went on? He went off today with an injury. And that is this going to be uh, Tuesday or this Monday? is the third. When so is, how many days will he have to recover? Let's see. Today is the. What is today? The twenty. So this is going to be Tuesday. So he'll have one, two, three, four, five days to recover from an injury. I don't know if he can do it. But you're right. If they have caught, if they have Hamas, I think they win. Not easily. I think it's going to be a very tough game. But I think they win. However, they figure out how to do it in penalties or whatever. I think yeah. they win with Hamas. Without Hamas, we we talked about earlier that 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 the England team just doesn't have that. Now maybe it's because they're coming off that golden generation of guys like. Rooney and Lampard and Gerard and Terry and yeah they had yeah so maybe yeah maybe it's again maybe it's another thing where they're better without those yeah superstars maybe. because there's less ego or less whatever but I I've been saying all along they were going to lose in the first knockout round I'm going to stick with it I think I will be right if Colombia has Hamas and if they don't I think I'll be wrong I'm going to agree with you there I'm going to it's going to be a cop out with Hamas. Give me Colombia without Hamas. England squeaks by and football is coming home. It's coming home. Because, you know, and this is to, to highlight the point of the sides of the bracket. If England beats Colombia, they will play either Switzerland or Sweden, whereas Belgium will play Mexico or Brazil. And say what you will about how good Switzerland and Sweden have been playing. I would much rather play them than Brazil at any point. Any version of Brazil. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to say that that Marcus Rashford remembers how to play. <laughs> he doesn't just put it just <laughs> almost too accurately wide. Yes. It's almost like he was trying to be accurately bad. But see, that is an interesting thing. I'm not, you know, we're saying that he was doing that. We can't prove that he was doing that. But it's just like we talk about in the NFL, like, oh, well, you don't play very hard in week 16 or week 17 because yeah. you don't want your team to get hurt if you've already got this playoff sewn up. And then you go into the next round of the playoffs and your team just came off a game where they weren't trying where very they hard. they it in. Yeah. In the first quarter, they can't get it together. Mm-hmm. You can't ever prove that, but there might be something to that of the England players that were out there today maybe not being totally switched on. Yeah, Columbia had to fight for their yeah. spot and England was kind of coasting in to hope to get the second... Yeah, and so the now group. they have the mindset of, well, we're in the easier group now. Yeah. And there you go. You could lose in the first round. Yep. So, you know, th- those are all factors. The So so one side of the bracket coming out of, of the, uh, I guess we'll say the right side of the bracket, the favorite there is obviously Spain. 
and then Croatia. Yeah. And then I guess... Well, you know what? Based on how they're playing, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say the favorite is Croatia. Croatia over Spain. Yeah, over Spain. Um, like we talked yeah, about, Croatia that, is yeah. clearly playing better soccer right now. Um, in the historical sense, I, of course, agree. Spain is, is uh-huh. the team to beat in this side of the bracket. Um, but they could meet here in the quarterfinals um, about a week from now. Yeah, if you take out... Um, so let's say, so besides Spain, from one side of the bracket, one of Russia, Croatia, Denmark, Sweden, Switzerland, Colombia, or England is going to make the final, which besides England, almost no one would have predicted. And really England is not considered a favorite. Most people did not pick them that are not English to make a, <laughs> to make the final. Yeah. So unless Spain wins, which they could, absolutely they could make it through, you're going to have a pretty big surprise in the final, which is Really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. The other side of the bracket, going to be a lot more difficult. You probably won't have a surprising team in the sense that everyone with a chance of making it out of this group, unless Japan goes on yeah. the craziest run ever. Yeah. Uh, you've, got you know, a, you've got almost all the, with with the exception of Spain, you've got almost all the pre-tournament favorites in that side of the bracket. Yeah, the, the biggest upset from the other side, from the, the favored side of the bracket would be, again, Japan, obviously, but... Uruguay and Mexico are in the sort of England tier of not extreme favorites. Yeah. Portugal, I think, is a little above that. And Only then you have of, yeah. France, Argentina, Brazil, Belgium, who heavily favored to be in yeah. over you know all the other teams. So it's not wrong to say one side of the bracket is more tough than the other. But you know, you once when you start trying to engineer where you end up by losing, it can come back to bite you, and it very well may come back to bite England. Agreed. So, that's exciting. Let's wrap it up. Brian's giving me the signal. He's got to go home. No, not yet. He's got to go home to visit his Swedish neighbors. <laughs> they moved, sir. I have Colombian neighbors now. What a diverse I neighborhood. I do. It is a diverse in. neighborhood. So, Brian's got to go home to his diverse neighborhood and uh, talk football and panini stick. He's got, you know what, truthfully... Brian's got ninety six more stickers to put. In I his do. Book. I've got. A, I've got a lot of stickers. Does to your peel. daughter know about the update site? They do not. This was just Are announced. You tell them. I don't know because it may cost me fourteen ninety nine times three. So it depends. Are there players that they notice, like, hey, this player's not in it? Like, do, are they? Are they? I don't think they're that. I don't think that? they're that in tune. I, I tried to give my daughter a sticker pack last night, and she said, "What? Well, I don't need it anymore. I'm done." I said, "You finished your book?" She goes, "No, the the World Cup started, so I guess it was a for her at least. It was just build to up. Try to finish before b- before the World Cup, um, because her coach told her whoever you get the most of, um, that's the team you have to support. So who's she been supporting? Again? Brazil, because that's who she had the most. How of. fortunate! Yeah, there were other ones who on her team who just got. One had Panama, another one had oh, Colombia. No. There were some, there were some rougher ones. Yeah. So, so a quick uh, breakdown of the Beckett in office bracket mm-hmm. that I did today. Everyone, there's like 15 people that filled it out. Yeah. Everyone picked either Brazil or Germany to win, except me and one other guy. I picked France. He picked Spain. Okay. So the all the German people, obviously, not a good, not a good chance. Of no, winning. I had them losing in the semifinal, so and this is not good for me. Several, you know, with so many people picking Brazil, maybe not a great chance to win. You know, with Brazil winning, because now that's like eight other people that mm-hmm. are getting the same amount of points. Yeah. And then I'm sitting over here with France, who could easily lose to Argentina in the first round, or could win it all. But Fingers they're on the tough crossed. side of the bracket. Fingers crossed. I nobody, won Argentina, Portugal. Nobody picked Croatia, disappointingly enough. 
Should have done it. I should have gone with my gut. You should have. That's me acting like I had a gut feeling that Croatia was going to win the World Cup, your which is gut not told true. You, your gut told you Iceland was getting out of that group. It was almost right. Almost. And then my other gut <laughs> that said Croatia is the best team in the world ended up beating my gut that told me a, a boxing match inside my <laughs> Sounds like you could stomach. use some kombucha. Yes. That's Brian's Monday lunch. That's actually when we're going to see you again. We're not going to see you. I always say that. We're never going to see you ever. That's when you're going to hear us again on Monday after Brian's had his kombucha lunch. But until then, I'm Scott Bedgood. I am Brian Fleischer. 